Hey, welcome everybody to Talking Donkey International in our new television series, Country Wisdom. Let's set the tone for this new series of ours. It's found in Proverbs 4. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet and then all your ways will be sure. Join us now for Country Wisdom. gorgeous place you picked to continue our little discussion on marriage. It is a pretty place. People it's... come here to start their marriages. They have lovely outdoor weddings here. It is so beautiful. I want to redo my wedding. Can I bring Steve and convince him to do a vow renewal maybe? I, I imagine you could. I or just have a party. I just want to come have a party at least. But you know, we, we, uh, we start with the marriage. Everything's great and beautiful and wonderful and everything. But somewhere along the line, you get, get to the hot tub time because that's the longer time. Now people actually today may wonder, why are we counseling? Why are we talking about marriage? You know what, we're not marriage counselors. There's our, nope. our disclosure, you know, our <laughs> disclaimer. But we've got over, I won't say how long for you, but between the two of us, we've got over 90 years of marriage. Oh, that and, makes me sound ancient. Yeah, I know. Oh. We need our walkers and our canes and everything <laughs> else, but it's successful. I mean, we've had ups and downs. You've probably had a couple ups and downs. Steve and I? Jim, what are you suggesting? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> it happens to everybody. Yes. Because there is a real live devil. He wants to get in the middle of a marriage because that represents God and he doesn't like it at all. Oh no, there have been times, uh, especially early on, not so much, I mean, we've had a good run here, but early on I remember days when I'd kind of look at him and go, remind me what I saw in him? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he had the, the same with me. I'm sure there were many times he thought I should have listened to my mother. Now, when you, I'm going to pick your brain for a moment. When you thought about those times, what did I see in him? Did you actually try and think about a few of the good things to yes. help you get through? Yes, I did. Okay. Because uh, it helps to remember what attracted me to him and why is that same trait driving me crazy now? He hasn't changed. So what's changed? Yeah. Uh, Sometimes, you know, he, he's a surgeon, and especially during residency, uh, it was so stressful that we had several friends whose marriages broke up during that time. You just hardly even see each other. And when yeah. he was home, he was so tired, he wasn't much company. Uh, and once we had Colin, it was like a, being a single mother, except I couldn't even date. Here's, a, here's, I think, a really good key. When you're looking around for a mate or someone to spend your life with, you look for a person whose qualities and traits you don't possess. Now you get married to that person. Now you're with that person all the time and you realize the reason you didn't have those traits is because you can't stand those traits. <laughs> now you're married to that person and you've got to work on it the rest of your life. And really, that's what the hot tub is for. That's right. You said the hot tub has saved your marriage many times. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, we might ask, well, what on earth do you discuss in the hot tub? First of all, there's, you know, no, uh, nothing for anybody to bother you about. You're right there. One of the things is finances. 
Finances right. probably cause more troubles in marriages than just about anything else. Oh, I've heard statistics. I think that is number one. Yeah. Um, sit down and map out something about it. You know, we mentioned in the last program a little bit, you didn't like to pay bills. No, no. I think the best thing I ever did in picking Steve was picking someone who was good with money. Uh, one of you. It really helps if one of you is good with money and knows how to budget and how to handle it. Now, what happens if neither of you are any good whatsoever? That can happen. I know, I just threw that out at you. Yeah, you did. I'm trying to imagine the mess. <laughs> I think we've seen that played out in some people's marriages. But the thing is, you've got to sit there, discuss it, and try and figure out how you're going to make it work. You've got because to at least... money is power. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've seen that in other marriages, uh, in my own family, where whoever controlled that checkbook controlled everything. Yeah. And Or if you make more money than your spouse, that becomes a weapon. Yeah, it can. doesn't have to be, but it Very can Very tempting. Become. Very yeah. tempting for it to become, well, you know, who's paying for this vacation? I get to decide where we go. Yeah. Uh, who's paying for that new couch? You know, you're, you're going to get the color I want. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it happens. It, it can be a real minefield if you allow it to be. That's the key, you know, you need to talk about these things. And you need to respect your mate enough to, to say, do I love this person enough that I can help them have a good marriage? And can I help them have a good life? If you do that, then they tend to want to reciprocate. There have been many times where there's been something I wanted. And well, like right now, we're sort of negotiating whether our master bathroom needs to be remodeled. But number one, it is Steve's money. I don't make that much. And number two, let's say that I did nag. No, wait, I... I'm going to stop you. I'm just thinking, I'm going to stop you right in dead sentence. It is Steve's money. Now that sounds like a weird thing to say when you're in a marriage. So <laughs> if I'm you gonna... looked at our tax returns, you would see, <laughs> I'm here, Steve's here. <laughs> but really, isn't it the money he earns yes. for the marriage? Yes, right? and he, he does not hold that over me. That's the way I view it, is, well, when it comes right down to it, I wouldn't be spending money that I've put away. I would be spending, this would be his Visa card, not mine. Uh, but if I really, really nagged, really kept at him until he finally said, okay, fine, what would I have really won? I'd have a new bathroom, but what would that have done for our relationship? Absolutely zero. Yeah, so zero, yeah. It, that isn't worth it to me because Steve is worth more to me than a fabulous new bathroom. Yeah, yeah, so bottom line, finances, there's always going to be problems and trials and troubles with finances. I mean, yeah, there just is. My wife and I, for years, have planned retirement. And the government made one fell swoop here some years back, took about two-thirds of our, our retirement gone. You know, well, what do you do with that? You can either get angry, you can get upset at one another, because maybe if you'd worked more, you know, or if you'd done this or if you better, hadn't put it in those accounts. Yeah, if you like hadn't that. done that, yeah, yeah, I mean... You know, we can always point the finger at everybody else except me. And in a, in a marriage, it's an absolute partnership, period. Right. You have to view yourself, okay, we're uh, a corporation, we're a firm, and how do we get the firm through this? Yeah, yeah. Instead of just blaming, you know, you were the vice president in charge of this, this is all your fault. That doesn't 
the company will fall apart. Doesn't do a thing, yeah. No. yeah. But bottom line, discuss it, right? Right. You know, I am feeling covetous again and it's all your fault. I have never been able to get Steve to agree to having one of these. He's got to be like the one person in the world who when you say hot tub, he kind of goes, eh. But I think it would be so relaxing, so fun. I can picture myself. If I would sleep better, if I had one of these, would. that I could spend 20 minutes in every night and then go to bed, I wouldn't even know what insomnia was. It's true, you do. You sleep better, you feel better, the achy bones, everything. But there's far more than that for a husband and a wife. You see, you get in here, how many walls does it have? Four. Four walls. Can't go anywhere. You're looking at each other, you've got just the two of you, you have no other distractions. I mean, there might be lightning and thunder and things. Oh, are you kidding? Your view, there's a lot of distraction here. But you know, there's, there's nothing else. You're just here, you begin talking about the things of the day. It, it's an automatic release to just share with one another. There's no TV in the background. Nothing. Um, you're you can't, not... You can't get the iPod in here, you can't get the phone in here, although, there are times when I've had the phone sitting out here on the edge, but uh, it, it is a tremendous thing to help a marriage, really. I tell that to a lot of people. Well, maybe I'll add that to my arsenal next time. I'll go, I'll sleep better. Just imagine after you've played tennis or golf and you come home and you can unwind and you let your muscles relax. Here's, here's the thing to tell Steve. And Steve loves fishing, right? He comes yeah. home fit, honey, you're, you're, all the muscles, shoulder muscles are feeling so bad, but why don't you just get in the hot tub? Oh, that's right, we don't have one yet. <laughs> Perfect, I'll have to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. I, I've often thought that when I'm in a car, that was always a good place to talk to my kids because, again, they're trapped. Um, but somehow you're away from the house. They can't go storming into their bedroom and slam the door. It's different. And who wouldn't relax and open up more in something like this? It's true. So God invented hot tubs. I think so. <laughs> Introducing Talking Donkey International. God once used a donkey to spread his word, but he'd rather use all of us. It's time to prepare quality programming created to attract and reach viewers of the world, not just those of our denomination. Together, we can carry the final Advent message to the individuals of planet Earth and hasten the return of our Lord. Please pray for and support the successful mission of Talking Donkey International. Proverbs 17.1 says it's better to eat a dry crust of bread with peace of mind than have a banquet in a house full of trouble. Are there troubles in your home? Is the honeymoon long gone? It's not unusual, but it is something that you can work toward changing. We'd like to offer you this little pamphlet, Marriage on the Rock, free of charge. Go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and request offer number 118, Marriage on the Rock. Hey everyone, Jim Ayer here for Talking Donkey International. You can rest assured that when you follow Talking Donkey, we're gonna take you someplace in the world, not in a stuffy old studio. But if you missed one of our programs, although we broadcast all over the world, 
You can go right to our website, talkingdonkeyinternational.org, and check out some of our programs right there. And thank you so much for your support. You know, one of the problems and things we didn't talk about is State of the Union. You, know, you need to get together every year and decide what's going to be happening and what has happened and project for the future. It's and see if you need to adjust any plans. It's really important, yeah. Hey, Sounds good. You yeah. promised I could sit. Yeah. You know, another thought I had that affects the State of the Union and your finances, so it's kind of the whole package is children, oh. whether to have them, when to have them. I we don't need, we need a We need a whole program for just children talking. Well, Steve and I did talk about it before we were married and, you know, after we got married. And I was very firm. It was a no, <laughs> capital N, capital O. I knew that children ruin your life. And I knew that because that's what my mom always told me. Uh, told us. It wasn't just me. She my was, sister and brother were. she was serious. But oh, yeah. That's another program, too. Um, so I was terrified of the whole thought. It's like, why would you ruin your life and do that? Uh, and then, well, Mother Nature had another plan. And we'd been married five years. And I found out I was pregnant. And I broke down in the doctor's office. Just broke down sobbing. The nurse came in and said, oh, it's positive. And I just lost it. And she goes, oh this wasn't good news <laughs> and I called Steve he was in a surgery residency uh, you had to go through several operators there and he was in the OR and I remember saying I don't care I have to talk to him <laughs> you know? and his attitude was different it was like oh <laughs> I kind of hated him for not being upset <laughs> Guys tend to handle it a little bit differently. Yeah, and then I said, you were praying for this, weren't you? Because God likes you better. But did you and Janine have any well, issues? We, we had we had one child, mm -hmm. and that's all I wanted. I didn't want any more. Janine really wanted another child, but I really mm -hmm. didn't. And so, you know, birth control pills. One day, phone rings. Janine said, the doctor wants to talk to you. Talk to me? Yeah. That's he gets odd. on the phone, he said, Jim, he said, I've got to really apologize to you because I prescribed hormone pills to your wife this last time, not birth control pills. I said, "What?" And he said, "But Jim, he says I'll I'll pay for the uh, I'll pay for the delivery and everything else." I said, "Who's going to pay for the next 18 years?" Oh, now I find this funny, but that's only because it wasn't me. Oh, it was it was not. Funny I've never heard of anything like that. But, but uh, you know, at that time it, it just it was okay. It, nothing happened actually, and so. We went on another year or so, and we talked about it more, and that's the key, is talking. My wife, even though she'd love another child, said, if that's the way you feel, that's okay. That's okay, because we had the marriage. And anyway, I kept thinking about it, and kept thinking about it. Finally, one day, I went to the store, and I bought a pink baby bottle. Maybe I was just wishing if it's gonna happen, but I bought a pink baby bottle, I came home, put a ribbon on it, put it on the table, and said, just with the words, okay. Oh, and, was she thrilled? Oh, she was absolutely thrilled, and <laughs> and we were too because the the sweet little girl we had, we named her Mariah, and she's been an so absolute the pink girl. baby bottle worked. The pink baby bottle worked. Yeah, <laughs> got the message. You know, got the message all the way through. And uh, but but things happen a lot of times that you know are not in the plans, and that's why the State of the Union is good to have mm -hmm. to readjust plans because 
in a marriage, there's always readjustment if you want it to work. Here is where for me, um, being a Christian, I had someone else to rely on. I had the example of Christ. And it's like, well, okay, um, this is going to happen. Uh, so now what do I do? What do we do? And, oh, having a husband who was on board with it, he was okay. That helped tremendously too. And of course, they ended up not ruining my life or we wouldn't have you know, had Lauren and then adopted Aaliyah. I mean, the other two were absolutely on purpose. So obviously they hadn't ruined my life. You mentioned, Steve, in this really being great. Oh yes. Bottom line is, you know, we talk about these things and in my mind, you can't have these things separate from Jesus Christ in the marriage. Not um, if it's going to work well. Not if it's going to work because I can testify, I would have been gone many times. So would my wife. She wouldn't want to have been mm -hmm. married to me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was a jerk and terrible and I still get that once in a while. I was just thinking, even with Christ, there are days where I'm yeah. not fun to be around. Yeah, but, but you know, when, when it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Well, how did he love the church? He gave his life for the church. He would have done anything. Done anything, and he did. Yeah. Anything and everything. And as a husband, I've got to approach things that way. Now, you mentioned children in that way too. Mm -hmm. It's scary to me because there are statistics out there of children without fathers, mm -hmm. and those situations are terrible. You know, people can say all they want to kind of justify it, but statistically, it doesn't prove out. Those that have fathers are more adjusted, more well-adjusted throughout life. More successful in life. More successful in life in every way. They make more money too, because I guess they're more successful. In every way, it works to have a father. So the dear women have said, I don't need a husband. Well, no. the child. Now, plenty of women find themselves in that position of being a single mom. It's not. To no fault of their own. It's not what they chose. Yeah. And they do a better job than I could ever imagine yeah. myself doing. But there's no doubt that the ideal is a home with two parents. Uh, you need that balance. Uh, if one of you is having a rough time, you've got the other one to step in. And thankfully, Steve and I never had off times at the same time. You know, he could sense if I had just had it, and he would say, hey guys, you know, why don't we go to the park? Uh, or I could tell if he'd had a really bad day at the hospital. Um, he'd come home and he, I could just sense, not that Steve ever blew up. I've, I've never seen him lose his temper. Uh, but you can tell, a wife can tell. And so there were times where I just knew this is not the time to hit him with, do you know what Lauren did today? Because it was usually Lauren. Uh, you've met him, you know. Uh, there were, you had to choose your moments. But when he was weak, I could step up and be strong. Uh, when I was weak, he was being strong. You, we relied on each other and we were both relying on God, which yeah. is the only reason we're still together. The other thing in that husband-wife partnership too is how do you raise the children? That yeah. needs to be talked about early on because mm -hmm. you can't have conflicting ways of raising the children in a family if you're going to have children that are adjusted halfway decently in life. Right. Biggest argument Steve and I have ever had. And again, we're not talking knockdown drag out, just it went on a while. He was raised uh, with parents. 
he was, he's a complete vegetarian, which is fine. And that is the way that we live at home primarily because why would I cook a meal that, that he can't eat? You yeah. know, mm -hmm. I, I kind of like the guy. I'm not going to make something that he can't have. <laughs> yeah. uh, I grew up in a family. Actually, my mother was a vegetarian. Dad wasn't. And it was just, just one of the things that was wrong with their marriage because they never worked that out. Uh, so I learned to cook for dad. Once my mom, I think I was probably 10, and she said, oh, you like being in the kitchen? Fine, you can cook for your dad. Uh, but together, we mostly agree on, we have, on most things. But it came down to, are the boys, because at that time it was just, just the two boys, are they going to be 100% vegetarians or not? And whether you agree with me, because I know you, uh, you've got some opinions. I've kept saying, okay, Steve, basically I'm raising these boys because you live at the hospital. You know, you're great when you're home, but I said, it is not fair for you to make a rule that you're not around to enforce. I said, if we have been running around, if we're on a trip and I decide, you know what, guys, we are driving through McDonald's because there's nothing at home. Uh, what am I going to do? Say, Mommy's having her favorite fish sandwich. Uh, tough for you. Tough luck. Yeah. You know, not that kids can't live on French fries. Some of them try. You bring up a really good point in another mm -hmm. area too. Is what about religion? Many, many, all of a sudden come together, mm -hmm. and maybe they've got different religious views, and they say, "Oh, it doesn't matter." You know, we'll just adjust when it comes to the marriage. Does that really happen? Steve and I are the same religion, but that doesn't mean that we see eye to eye on everything. Uh, he tends to be a bit more conservative. Again, out of deference and respect to him, there are some issues that I decide, you know, that's just not as important to me as Steve is. But bottom line is... But my pride sometimes gets in the way. <laughs> but if you don't deal with it ahead of time, it is going to yeah. be a problem. Yeah. In a marriage, you can And those were say. things, actually, we were smart enough we had talked about ahead of time. Yeah. You can never say, is that a, uh, what farm animal is that? <laughs> I can't tell like if that's a pig or a bullfrog. Oh, big old bullfrog maybe, yeah, yeah. it sounded so big. <laughs> uh, if, if you don't discuss it ahead of time and deal with it, it is going to be a problem because all the little things at first, you kind of blow those away, oh, that's, you know, we're oh, yeah. in, when you're in love. Yeah. But as years go by, for my wife and I, it was probably about 10 years. In about 10 years, we kind of knew everything about each other, didn't like a lot of it, a lot of things that are going on, and we had to really get through that. But like I say, it was only God. We decided that God wanted us married, and through Him we'd stay married. And I got to say, it's been the last uh, 20 years have been the greatest. Others, a lot of work. <laughs> These, do we still have fights? Oh, sure, but they're kind of momentary, and half the time it's kind of teasing with one another. Yeah. And we can kind of razz the kids, you know. I've often thought have to be around, there, you know. there are so many couples that I think give up way too soon. Because oh, yeah. you get over that hump, especially when kids are little, you've got more stresses. Um, I had the blessing of I didn't have to work full time when I had small children. That may have killed our marriage. I don't know, may have killed me. But you get to a point now where you're thinking, boy, I'm glad that we stuck it out. Yeah. Because yeah. it just gets better and better now. I gotta see if I can peek and see where that bullfrog is. Okay, you're just too curious. <laughs> yeah. 
Proverbs 17.1 says it's better to eat a dry crust of bread with peace of mind than have a banquet in a house full of trouble. Are there troubles in your home? Is the honeymoon long gone? It's not unusual, but it is something that you can work toward changing. We'd like to offer you this little pamphlet, Marriage on the Rock, free of charge. Go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and request offer number 118, Marriage on the Rock. You know, we came over here to find that bullfrog, and the moment we go to track him down, he closes his mouth. You know, closes his mouth. That's probably a good thing we should do in marriage sometimes. <laughs> yep. Here, here's the situation. You know, a lot of times we hear people, and I, I catch myself, you make me so mad. Well, wait a second. How do you make someone mad? How does that person make you mad? Do they come over and they ratchet up some little toy or something? No. You choose to be mad. You choose to put yourself in that situation of taking offense or whatever it is. I don't know, do you ever find yourself in that situation? Can I take the fifth? <laughs> <laughs> I could claim that no, I don't, but there are witnesses. Yeah, okay, okay. But, but, yeah, but you're yeah. right, you choose how you react. Yeah. Uh, because then, I mean, Steve literally is one of the nicest people in the world, but there are things, if I let them, that would annoy me, if I dwelled on them, or, you know, you could just choose to go, you know, he's got so many wonderful qualities, is this really worth it? And sometimes, at least for me, it pays to stop and say, are they really making me mad? What am I really reacting to? Uh, because they're suggesting something that I don't want to be a big girl and do that. Uh, you have to find what your motivation is, and a lot of times it's your fault that you've blown up. I want to read you a verse kind of as we're wrapping up because we're running out of time. Unfortunately, we need to do another program. Yeah. We said that the last one. I we never seem to really finish marriage. But Colossians, there's a lot to do in marriage. <laughs> Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer everyone. If we thought about that, if I thought about that before I made some witty retort, um, there'd be a lot less I had to apologize for. Oh yeah, I can, I can, if I let myself, I can be so cutting. Oh, yes. My wife can say something and I thought, I've got the perfect comeback just to cut mm -hmm. you down. And that's not who Jesus Christ wants us to be at all. No. And that's the only way we can get past a lot of these things is that it's all our choice, right? It is. Yeah. And God has also taught me that when I speak before he's told me what to say, uh, then I go back to, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry is a good one. I'm sorry saves a lot of marriages. Folks, unfortunately, we've got to go right now. Maybe we'll put together another program on marriage because <laughs> there is so much. Marriage is a, a monstrous topic. It really takes up our whole lives. If you'd like a copy of today's manuscript or, or what we've done today, what we've talked about, you can go online to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and download your own free copy. Janice, we're going to have to do that again. We're going to have to come up with another marriage program. We probably can.
Hey, thanks for joining us for Country Wisdom. See you next time.